compelling Amex offers, fuel rewards, and points and miles deals and developments on today's Milenomics Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milenomics Squared podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Milenomics Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. Sam, I think I have news item number one here because it's in my region. Stop and shop rewards can now be used for groceries. You have been looking forward to this. Uh, you know, you probably really have. The most excited about this for somebody who's probably never going to use it. Uh, <laughs> development we saw in Giant, their sister uh, grocery chain, and now it is coming up to Stop and Shop under the code name Go Rewards. I think it is. All right, so you oh. can earn one point per dollar spent on these. And that, that's that's standard the way it was before with the old program. But you can redeem 100 points for $1 off on groceries. So wow. it's a one cent a piece value. Uh, there's a maximum that you can redeem. It's 2,000 points for $20 off. So I haven't actually done this yet. I don't have any points right now, but I think you, uh, I was listening to the Saverocity Observation Deck. They had a, a good coverage of all of the Field Rewards program around the country. And they're talking about how you can kind of, you, you, you elect, you say, okay, let's, put, let's push this off into a $20 voucher. Let's push this off into a $20 voucher. So that's what the way I think it works. And, and they're even saying that you, you can use this to extend the 30-day period that you usually have mm. before expiration. So meaning you buy it on the first day of uh, the 30-day period on day 30 you can slide it over and then that gives you 30 days to use it. So it extends the utility of it a little bit if I'm understanding what they were saying correctly. Again, new to me because everything used to just flow into fuel rewards before. But right. we need to do the math on it here, right? So with the fuel rewards, you used to get, uh, for 100 points, you get 10 cents per gallon off up to 20 gallons. So that was a two cent per point value if you could fill up a 20 gallon tank. So this is about half the value roughly. And, you know, it all goes into how much is this is going to be able to defray the gift card purchases that you might be making to take advantage of this. But I think that's pretty straightforward value proposition. And in my mind, it really expands the amount of liquidation that you can have through these. You can only use so much gas. You could probably use more groceries. And if you are clever about using those these vouchers for groceries, it can be a really nice way to uh, take more advantage of gift card sales than you otherwise could. So... Uh, last thing, you need to go in and opt into this program. Uh, you, you're not automatically rolled into it. I don't see a downside of opting into it. It seems to be, you know, probably uh, good all around. You can still participate in the Fuel Rewards program, uh, but you, you do need to opt in either on the desktop or in the app. And I did so. So I think now it's time to sit back and wait for a sale. Another, you know, 3X or something. I bet, I bet one's coming next week. I can't wait. You know, as an outsider, a complete outsider, I mean, there's not a stop and shop thousands of miles away from me even. Uh, uh, this is just the best thing ever, Robert. It really is. I mean, you earn it, what, 2 or 3x when they have a gift card sale? Yeah, uh, they've maybe even been up higher than that. But I think, yeah, 2 to 3 is typical. And so you're looking at 2 to 3% back on, on groceries, you know? I mean, and that is a, like you said, that's a, that's a category that at least right now, I know I'm spending a lot more in groceries than gas. So I really don't want to understate the utility of this. You know, this could allow you to more than eradicate the fee on any of those cards, probably eradicate the liquidation cost exactly on those cards as well. You so, talk 3X there, 3% uh, yeah. back, 1% uh, on the purchase side, 2% on the liquidation side, if you can get that, fantastic. And then it's all gravy on the points that you earn on the high high bonus credit card. I, I totally agree. Yeah. So, hey, you make sure you elect into it, and it will be a, a topic we cover 
moving forward, I know, on this show. Even though, you know, only one of us is in a stop and shop. Maybe I'll move to Massachusetts, Robert. Maybe. <laughs> well, you have to quarantine, but come on over. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> I'll take this next one here. It's a, an, a, a targeted American Express offer for 10% back at Staples up to $40. So 400 spent at Staples, 10% back. Uh, this is a, a an offer that I think I missed. I think you missed. And uh, a patron of ours on Slack mentioned it. And it's really powerful, our Slack community, to be able to to surface up ideas and offers and really just bring the best to the forefront for for all of our patrons. So uh, a special thanks to the patron that brought this up. I only found it on one account, my my account, not my player two, and it was only on a business card. How about you, Robert, on a business card as well? It was on a business card, yes. Um, I saw it on all business cards that I had, though. It didn't seem to be too, too scarce, so I'm surprised that you didn't have it on both accounts. But... Yeah, pretty good deal. Uh, you know, like you were saying, the Slack channel, you, you know, it's really tedious to go and climb around and look at all the MX offers out there. I mean, there's hundreds of them, and 90, 90% of them at least are bad. Uh, so it's when when something good does come around, it's nice to have an alert saying, hey, this, there's actually something good there. Go look in your cards now. Absolutely. And I think the last news item today will pair really well with this. So uh, not, a, not to tease it too well, Robert, but, uh, you know, we'll come back to this offer, I think, later in the show. All right. Uh, development, I heard from Mac Rumors, iTunes gift cards can now be used to buy Apple products. This wow. is always a, a goofy split that they had. You know, they had one gift card for the their digital marketplace and one for buying hard products in the stores and stuff like that. Now they're one. And, you know, I thought, oh, my goodness, what a bonanza. I wish I would have kept some of those iTunes gift cards around to use for you know, Apple hardware or something like that. But mm. strangely, the resale market for these started to converge. I mean, the going price that you might see on like a gift card wig here, something like that. Th that price started to converge some time ago. Uh, iTunes gift cards really came into demand. I don't know if it was uh, due to COVID, as they say, or just uh, there really was a, a, a prediction in the marketplace that these two were going to be one because wow. they've been both selling for 90% uh, recently, even before this announcement. But yeah, I guess theoretically, if you had a big pile of iTunes gift cards that you bought at 15%, 20% off or something like that, all of a sudden that would develop into a, uh, a discount on hardware, which is a good thing, and Apple hardware, which is even a better thing in terms of the difficulty of getting deep discounts on some of those products. So uh, as an Apple fan, I think that's a really cool development. I I don't know. What, are we going to see the sales that we used to see on iTunes gift cards, though? That remains oh, no to way. be seen. Yeah. No way, right, Robert? I mean, I think the margin on iTunes was something like 30% that Apple was taking. And so you can discount pretty heavily on 30%, but they don't. They cannot possibly have that margin on hardware, can they? No, I don't think so. I mean, no. it's... Uh, <laughs> so what, what, what does this have any utility for you at all? Is there any Apple hardware anywhere in your life? I do have an iPhone for a specific purpose. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you didn't buy uh, that, though. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, no. Uh, then that would be one of my classic uh, no answers. Uh, I've you know I've bought and sold these. I, I never liked the no dispute side of it at uh, Gift Card Wiki. So I, I really stepped back from the iTunes gift card because there's no parachute for me. There's no safety net. You know, if you got stuck, you could now conceivably stick with your iTunes gift cards and buy hardware. What would I do with them? I guess I would, I'd probably try and sell them to you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have friends, friends with different interests. Maybe I get back in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we got to move on. I'll take this next one. And it's another American Express offer. Really great offers from American Express right now. This one's also targeted, and it looks like it's on personal cards. It's 100 back on 100 spent at Dell. 
So I mean, I don't know if Dell and American Express are merging at some point this year, but the offers seem to just be great, I would say. You know, this is the year of Dell and American Express. So when you take this into consideration, the master value injection, additional $200 for the year at Dell, you could conceivably have $300 to spend at Dell on American Express's dime, or Dell's dime actually here. Uh, so I would check for this. I would add it as soon as possible. These can hit capacity and disappear. So better to have it on your card now and use the spend later than not have the offer when you go to use it. A great way to capture this $100 we talk about on our show this week, we go into buyers clubs and buying groups and how that would play into capturing a credit like this. In fact, I've seen, I think, a reaction to this because one of the buyers groups that specifically targets Dell deals had a run on their Dell deals. I mean, the the uh, offer sold out for for availability in minutes, and I haven't seen that in a while. So, did you were you targeted for this one? I was not targeted for this one on any of my cards. I didn't get it. Not one of them. What do you? Did you? Do you have I a got card? it. <laughs> I got it on a personal platinum. You did. Uh, yeah, I did. So I'm really gonna use the technique we talk about on that show. I'm gonna use that buyers group to cash this out because the upside is, I think, better than the standard way that we have been cashing out Dell credits. You know, the standard way we've cashed out Dell credits, we've lost, oh, what is it, about 20%? Uh, a little less than that, right? 15%, I think, Robert? Uh, it depends on how things work out, yeah. but it's been yeah. closer. It's been trending closer to 20 and maybe even worse lately. <laughs> but, you know, this, uh, this buying group opportunity, it really comes close to zero percent loss which i like and so if it works i'll have cashed out the 200 credit this quarter sorry this half of the year uh and this extra hundred dollar credit here so i do like uh, it anyways. i like the numbers yep yeah definitely ah oh, you got this next one bad news right robert ah oh, very bad news the park hyatt mallorca is set to be deflagged this is uh, another tip that came on our selection before we heard about it anywhere else the hotel is not open right now and it is not set to open until 2021 so they're taking the entire year off due to covid the build quality at this property i had a chance to visit once it was incredible and mm. uh, it's a shame to see that it it just never seemed to be a financial success just in terms of you know the room rates were they, they would bounce around like crazy you know they opened up with these huge numbers you know eight hundred dollars a night thousand dollars a night and then next year it's down to 400 and it's like well what happened and you know the point value was was bouncing around i thought it was always a good value especially on points and I did there, there, you say, okay, well, it's, maybe it'll be just as good of a hotel as an independent hotel. Who needs these points programs? I can just cash out my ultimate rewards for 1.5 cents a piece and do what I want to do. If I want to stay here, I can stay here. But there, there's, there's a couple different components to this that I would raise up. And this, I think it's a really interesting discussion, actually. The restaurants at Hyatt's are really good. And I would see when you get a chance to talk to chefs there, you know, I worked and at the one in Bangkok, I worked at the one at, in ah, Paris, so and here I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's a lot of focus in that program. And you really saw it in the people that would work in those restaurants, really world class caliber chefs. So I think that's going to go away if they get away from the Hyatt program because they don't have that culture of, you know, as, as some independent, you know, uh, cap, cap for meal or something like that, or whatever development it's in there is, is what it's going to be. <laughs> I, they're not exactly, uh, you know, they don't have the institutions in, in place that made Park Hyatt's great for uh, uh, culinary and, and food and beverage kind of stuff. So but then the other thing is, OK, you don't get the loyalty leverage. And I know that's really important to, to a lot of people. You know, I've got my globalist status there. I'm going to get a free room upgrade. I'm going to, you know, be able to do this, that, and the other thing there. What do you think? Uh, I know you like to be your own elite. Do you think you could get 
as good of an experience, if not better, just kind of paying your own way. You know, nobody refuses cash. <laughs> Can you see your way to this being just as good as it was before <laughs> as, as, as a non-loyalty hotel? Uh, that is going to be difficult, even for even for me, I think. You know, the, the idea that a very specific destination is is where being your own elite, I think, falls apart. You know, you, you have a destination that's not a specific hotel in mind, then it works really well because you can flank to another property. But when you really want to look at one property, I, th- I think it's hard. I think it's hard to blanket say, oh, it's going to be better without a, uh, you know, a point program or without a, a brand behind it where there are outsized values. Although I do want to mention, Robert, the number one worst Hyatt redemption uh, in your post that you wrote a few years ago was the Park Hyatt Mallorca. Uh, well, was that like an off-season situation? Or if it was an off-season. <laughs> I think you wrote it was like $185 a night in February, and that was, you know, 20,000 points. So it's conceivable in an off-peak situation that it could trend the other way now and really actually push you to make the rational choice and pay with a, a currency that's more tied to money, uh, to cash, like uh, ultimate reward cash out or something like that. I, I think it's possible. That's the best I can do to borrow a phrase from our one of our network shows to defend the indefensible. Uh, that maybe off peak it becomes more of a, uh, a a hotel that's in in play. Yeah, I think back to when I went there, and maybe it sounds completely ridiculous to you, but. I really looked at a map of where the Park Hyatts were in the world, and I was like, I want to go there. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and yeah. so would, would I have gone to that island if a Park Hyatt didn't exist there? No, I probably wouldn't have. There's all That's kinds of islands. Yeah. And there was something about that whole thing that came together that we kind of put a weekend around staying at the Park Hyatt specifically. And I wouldn't get on an airplane. I would have known that this thing existed there. To there, I think there's a St. Regis on Mallorca as well. There's a lot of good hotels there. But, you know, it's... It was maybe what do you what do you call it? You know, the, the the tail wagging the dog or like I'm picking the hotel as the destination instead of you absolutely know, saying, uh, and, yeah. and and so that can work out sometimes it, it it's not a bad thing I remember when I was doing it, I was talking with uh, uh, Gideon the frequent flyer now part of our network it, you know he was saying hey there's nothing wrong with letting a good redemption drive a, a trip you don't want it to be you know I did I just had some ideas and things I wanted to do I was looking for resorts in Europe this one popped up and it, and it, everything worked out because I was able That's to get a, a friend point. to do guest of honor and it worked out wonderfully but. Yeah. Uh, it checks all the other boxes. There's yeah. no problem there. Yeah. yeah. So a sad announcement. And so I think interesting side conversation there. But uh, I guess if you have never had a chance to go there, the the, the property's been built. It's been archived for a few years. <laughs> it's, it's being deflagged and you missed it. What a run. <laughs> you know, the hotel industry, a lot of industries right now, very, very difficult. So uh, I wish them the best. I really do. And hopefully they have many years ahead of them. Maybe they are able to move to a, another brand, right, Robert? I mean, a Hilton would be good. What what other brand would be great to see them move to? You know, I was thinking in terms of uh, deflag properties or reflag properties. Park Hyatt competes with Four Seasons, and mm. it, the Park Hyatt Aviara in in uh, Carlsbad, California, is a great example of that. Used to be a Four Seasons, is now a Park Hyatt, and you could tell when you go there that it used to be a Four Seasons. The style there was not the Park Hyatt style, and mm-hmm. cr- it's currently undergoing a big renovation that I think will make it look like a Park Hyatt instead of a reflag 
flagged property. So there's that going into it. You know, that the Park Hyatt's, if you visited uh, St. Kitts or this one or some of their newer resorts in the world, they have a specific I kind of like level and style that they're going for. So it's tricky. What could this be reflagged as? There's a, a Four Seasons as well in Provence that was deflagged and it has never been picked up by another franchise. So if I had to predict based oh, on wow. that, maybe they just kind of go independent or something like that. Yeah. But this is a weird property for Mallorca. Uh, the, the 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 mo there seemed to be more all inclusives you know, maybe you know, like Ibero mm, Star or whatever I don't know what the name of the the, the big franchises are of uh, uh, yeah yeah so th- that's that's what seems to be the the way of doing things there this wasn't that it's not right on the beach it really was kind of an outpost there in the middle of in the middle of nowhere it wasn't like it wasn't on a peach location right on a beach or something like that it was near a beach but it, you know it's a weird location they really put a lot of money into it and I guess it just ultimately didn't work out uh, I'll take this next one because I think it's it's my fault, you know. Seven uh, Eleven. This is a cult classic uh, piece of news here, Robert. That most people won't even probably care about, but Seven Eleven has said to be in actually is going to acquire Speedway stations in a cash deal. And uh, I just want to I just want to go over the arc, Robert. We've <laughs> we've loved Speedway for years on the show, on the blog, uh, and on the Slack channel. And we actually did a whole show on it on our network, uh, Milenomics Second Podcast, on Speedway and all the great angles that you can play at Speedway. And I said, I have to get into a Speedway someday. I was driving around here in Southern California. I noticed a Speedway hut, we call them, which is not good, which led me to the discussion that there are Speedways in California. In fact, there are Speedways in Southern California, full Speedways, that allow you gift card purchases and everything else we like about them. And just last week, I went into one. And the very next day, the news came out that 7-Eleven was going to acquire Speedway. And so our concern is, what else will I kill by going into, first of all? But the larger discussion, Robert, is what happens to Speedway points, you know, the the value of them? I guess the threshold to acquire them uh, is quite high when you really want to get to one of the sweet spots to acquire them. Do you continue to move towards that number or do you just cash out now? And I don't think the answer is is clear right now, but I think the answer will be clear soon enough. How long do you think this acquisition is going to take until, Gosh, you know, my, my red speedway turns into a <laughs> 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven. Well, you know, there are other great parts about 7-Elevens, but uh, that's, that's it's what I was thinking, be, right? I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's never good. just like an airline program. Mergers are bad because you don't have two programs to play off of each other. I mean, I've sometimes said, I I wish that, you know, Alaska and uh, JetBlue would get together and Virgin, you know, you'd have one like good airline or something like that. But I probably really am better off having a good East Coast airline and a good West Coast airline, even if I only Mm. occasionally use both of them. It's good to have all the, you know, multiple credit cards that you can sign up for those things. But if 7-Eleven just takes over everything, and I have 7-Elevens near me, a bunch of them, are they going to, con- you know, propagate the Seven <laughs> Eleven uh, terrible inventory on the Slurpee. gift card rack? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. is it, how much of the culture is going to be? Seven? I think it's going to be Seven Eleven, but that's a, that's a lot of Seven Elevens around here. That they, they were pretty scarce before. There's not a lot of Seven Elevens in Massachusetts. Are there? Are there a lot out in, oh, in LA? They're everywhere here. Oh, I mean, really? You know, you could you could walk from one to another. Uh, and it definitely yeah. doesn't. It definitely doesn't do you a lot of good. Uh, they don't seem to be very amenable to uh, purchase of gift cards with credit cards. I don't think. Not out here. And, 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 you know, the great part was that, hey, Speedway seemed to be a new player, like you say, in in town. And they were making some inroads, you know. There were three or four that I was thinking, well, I could maybe make that part of a trip to the airport or trip to somewhere, you know. And uh, yeah. it's just a bummer. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, it's one of those. We could do a whole show 
on the the changes to the economy that are COVID related. You know, so <laughs> I was thinking it used to be a Hess here. That's the way they came they, through acquisition of Hess. Oh. So the, the, the green Hess stores turned into red Speedway stores. Now they're turning into whatever color palette Seven Eleven is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Robert, take us home. This is that one we teased. The very last news item here. Oh, yeah. Uh, fee-free Visa gift card at Staples. It runs 8-2 to 8-8. Eight, eight. So here we are getting close to the end of it this week. What Their sales run Sunday through Saturday. So you got a couple uh-huh. of days maybe to, to get over there. I have been I've been not visiting my Staples lately. And that's probably to, to my detriment. Mm-hmm. We hear some people are, some stores are not so amenable to selling five at a time uh, of these $200 fee-free Visa gift cards. But uh, your mileage may vary out there. And, you know, ho- hopefully that's a good deal for a lot of people because I think uh, five is a lot better than one. Absolutely, yeah. And don't forget uh, some of the stacking you can do, especially that offer we just talked about with American Express and all the other ones we talk about on our Slack channel. Very good point. It's not just all ink all the time. That's right. (laughs) All right, Robert, close this out. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash milenomics. There you get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer where we speak more freely about topics like these. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Milenomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site.